Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist, and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring, and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, Lauren, and thank you for joining me today on the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. Can you just share with our audience what your profession is and what made you or introduce yourself, I guess, first? Hi, Mirandi. Thanks very much uh, for inviting me. Um, yes, Lauren Poston. So I'm uh, an exercise physiologist and an entrepreneur and business owner and midwife and mother and grandmother (laughs) and sailor (laughs) and a sailor so many hats so many hats awesome so do you want to just share with our audience about your profession because I guess you are an exercise physiologist in current but before that you were a nurse midwife um what made you I guess choose your particular profession or what made you I guess move from a nursing career into being an exercise physiologist Sure. Um, I think uh, I, when I was at school, I was always a sporty person. I, that's all I ever did at school. I, I just did, I was playing sport before school, lunchtime, after school, weekends. That's what I did. And I always, uh, when I finished school, it was um, the human movements degree. So that it had just, had, you know, it hadn't been out, it only been out for a year or two. And so that's what I wanted to do. However, um, I didn't have the grades to get straight into uni. So I I just went and signed up and did nursing because it was an alternative and it was in it was still in a it was still in a health type of helping thing, which is, you know, anyway, so that's what I did. And from that, which I enjoyed and I became a midwife, and then I when the nursing degree came out, I upgraded to um, the nursing degree, which got me into uh, an arts degree, um, of which I only did elect human movement electives, <laughs> and then that got me over and into um, into the Bachelor of Human Movement Studies. So it was I went around it through the long way, but I got there to do what I wanted to do when I left school. Um, mm. Yeah, but I, look, I continued to, while I was studying that, it took me a long time to finish it. I had three children. I did my midwifery. I was working as a nurse while I was still studying part-time. Um, but it eventually eventually got there because, mm. you know, I was learning so much and loved most of it. 
um, and it went hand in hand with my nursing. It's all, yep. you know, I, for me, it was all about um, providing a health service for people so that they could live at their optimum level of health within their own environment. And that was always my goal, was yeah. to make it better. Yeah, help people, isn't it? Help people, that was it. <laughs> Lovely. So I guess what made you go out and start your own business or was it something that you kind of just fell into? I had my first business when I was six years old in grade one at school. <laughs> I used to make little little paper things and sell them for a cent each or something like that. Both my parents were always in their own business. So I think that's where I got it from. I came from, from a family of business owners. Yeah. Um, so that was always my ambition. And 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 I would, you know, I I I had various different businesses throughout my school life and, and then after that. Um um, but specifically, when I finished my um, human movements degree, when I graduated, I had three children. I um, uh, I was newly separated. Well, I was separated, divorced, and for me to start my own business, it was logical. Um, but it was also uh, a way for me to be able to manage my time. Mm. So for me, it was so that I could take my kids to school, I could pick them up from school, I could be there for sports days and for interviews and that um, because I only had to answer to me and I could work my time around my family. And that's that's really why I started, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that leads into our next question. So that would be some of the positives of running your own business is having that flexibility and being able to pick and choose when you work so you can be there for your kids. What are some other positives you found in running your own business? Um, I think very much um, you can be creative. You can, you, can, you can branch out, you can step aside, you can find niches that you like, you can pursue other things within your own business um, as opposed to working for somewhere else where you're, you're put into this is, these are your duties. This, this is what you do. Um, when you're working for yourself, yes, you've got all the massive challenges of working for yourself, but you can, you, you can, you know, as I said, step, step into other little fields, branch out, you know, go into what you like without having to answer to someone else. And the other benefit that I found and sometimes it can be not be a benefit but it's being able to direct what happens to your income mm. so you know taking you know there's a big there's a tax advantage of of working for yourself in that you can you know you can claim all of your phone and your car and your and you know power and all that type of stuff pre you know before before you're paying tax as opposed to working for someone else getting and getting a wage and that all comes out after so it, yeah. there is there is a, a big tax advantage on the other side of that you've got to manage it and you've got to have a good accountant and you need help with that yeah. well I did yes oh we all do well we're health clinicians we're not accountants we're not business um you know didn't learn business management <laughs> at uni that sort of thing so then what would you say were some of the negatives of running your own business um, massive learning curve yeah um, and when I think when I started out 
um, when I first bought, I bought a clinic. So I bought a gym yeah. um, in, in Brisbane in the city. And so I bought a property that was a gym and I just, I just started, it was at a time when, um, so we're talking 20 years ago and it was yeah. a time when even personal trainers were not out in their own gyms. Um, so it was very new. So I was, I was stepping on ground that hadn't been done before. Um, so that that was a negative of of really I had to help I had to make people see what I do did um I wasn't a marketer I, I and I tried to do everything on my own because again everything costs money you know to mm. find someone to help you in your business costs money um uh so that's that that was I wouldn't say a negative it's just a, a difficulty it's a hurdle yeah, that you've got to that you've got to step over. Do, trying to do you can't try, do everything by yourself. Biggest lesson: you oh. get help. <laughs> Ask for help. <laughs> yes, I know. Help. Find people that know what they're doing and things that you struggle with. And I think at the time as well, I, I, I wasn't tech savvy. Mm. Um, you know, the first computer I ever bought was when I started my clinic, um, and I didn't know what I was doing you know and and so getting getting some assistance it's you have to yeah you got to ask for help and mm. yeah yeah so I guess that again leads into my next question thinking back to when you started out on your own what do you wish you had have known then that you know now <laughs> ask for help <laughs> <laughs> look it, it just and and when I I with my clinic, um, because I, I felt like I was doing everything, I was doing the marketing, I was doing the accounting, I was training staff, I was finding the work, I was out there, I, I was wearing all the hats um, and it was exhausting and I got to a point where I really got burnt out and yes. it was it was a point of like, okay, I either need to expand get a bigger property um or I need to walk away and it, that was that was a real challenge for me um at the time I chose to I chose to walk away and just put a trainer in in the clinic um and um and look I don't have regrets but it was the timing for me and if I had have had help if I had have you know, sourced other people to take over parts of that, um, I'd probably still be there today. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I guess then what advice or tips do you have to other female health clinicians thinking about starting their own health business? Lots of research. Do some business. Um, um, yeah, I would definitely do some business education. Um, now, the... Uh, Small Business Association has lots of free stuff mm. which anyone can access um, and they have business support people that will come out, which I, I did access, um, will come out and sit with you and, and help you along the way. So get as much education as you can on the business. I think um, because I think a lot, of, a lot of health clinicians and not just health clinicians, I mean, you look at the tradies out there and they think, oh well, I'll, I'll just. I'll, I like doing this. I want to do my my own business. So I'll just, I'll just put a, you know, get a, um, you know, get a company name or a sole trader name or whatever, and just start. And it, it's, you can't, you can't be working 
in the business if you're not working on the business. Yeah. And so you've, you've got to um, say, yeah, if this is what you want to do, do it. It is amazing, but it is a ride. It's a big journey. It's a massive learning curve. Get help. Um, but you've got to learn the business. You've got to learn business side. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thank you. So then how have you in the past and even now managed your work-life balance? What have you found works for you in terms of managing that? Um, I, along the way, I've done a lot of personal development um, and that's really important because um, you've got to learn how to look after yourself. Otherwise, you do get burnt out and you will. Um you know, I found staying at my staying in my clinic till ten o'clock at night was a reason not to go home, for instance. And um, and you see, you've got to address things like that. You've got to, um, yeah, work life balance is so important. Unfortunately, I think when you're in your own business so much, it's like I can't afford to take time off. Yeah, and that was a big learning thing for me. You know, and I would say even up until about three years ago, I was still working my ass off and saying I can't afford to take time off. You know, I didn't have a holiday for three years or so. Yeah. And you can't keep working at that pace. So, um, but you have to learn how to set, for instance, the business side of it, to set money aside, to set time aside so that you're in a position that you can take time off. Yeah. The personal development, you know, part of it, doing simple things like looking after yourself, having a routine, looking after yourself every day, with you know a bit of meditation, making sure that you're exercising each day, making sure that you're you're you know you're nourishing those other parts of you and not just the business side of it, because otherwise it's all going to fall apart and you'll fall exactly. apart. Exactly. Awesome. Good tips. Um, so my next question is around COVID. Did COVID affect you and your business? Was it in a good, bad way? Did you have to pivot, recreate yourself, sidestep? <laughs> What did what happened with you and COVID? Because <laughs> it's now been two years. It'll be two years. I know. I know. Um, I think um, unfortunately, when um, just before COVID, so six months before COVID, um, I returned from a, a six-month stint over in Kalgoorlie, um, of all places, and I I came back realizing that that Kalgoorlie and working, I was not a good employee. Working for someone else was not good for me. Yeah. So I came. <laughs> <laughs> I came back um, and and resettled um, and was and had to rebuild. So I had to rebuild um, my in a new area. I had to be, rebuild my client base. I had to rebuild. You know, I, I started working out of a couple of clinics, um, and and just as I started to get my feet back on the ground, COVID hit. So, and then the clinics. You know, we didn't close down, but people stopped coming. Yeah. So. Being health professionals, it was good in a way that we could still operate, we could still work, but people stopped coming because of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, income dropped. Um, and, yeah, it was about pivoting. It was about, I think if you didn't pivot, you just died. You know, well, yeah. not died, but, you know, your, your business just went to the ground. It was yeah. you had to you had to look at other ways of using your knowledge and your skills. Um, and be it, you know, for, for health, health, you know, practitioners, clinicians, you know, it, it was a, a lot of it was like, what can we do online? How can we offer this service to still offer the service to people, 
um, without seeing them face to face. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, was it a good thing? In that respect, I guess it was good. That you've got to look at the advantages. Yeah. In that it, you, had, you learn how to think outside the box. Yeah. And, and that, so it, it, in the long term, it's created a bigger set of tools that you can use. Yeah, totally. Awesome. So I guess what does the future hold for Lauren Postan's <laughs> entrepreneur? <laughs> Do you still have business ideas you want to implement or, you know, what is it? that you're looking to do in the next yeah. I know, 12, 18 months, two years <laughs> until you are you ever going to retire? I guess as I'm going to never retire. retire, do you? <laughs> I'll never retire. Um, I think the other thing that keeps me going um, within this field is the fact that I'm still passionate about helping other people and myself. Um, one of my sons um, also followed in my footsteps and, um, he works as a strength and conditioning coach with an NRL team. So he is great to, he gets me enthusiastic again all the time. Um, yeah. You know, I'll go visit him. I'll go visit his facilities, which are just mind-blowing. And yeah. the work they, they do is just far beyond anything that. <laughs> we could ever <laughs> imagine, yeah. <laughs> when you've got oodles of money. That's <laughs> yeah, right, Yes. And lots of rapid antigen testing in there in his pigeonhole when he gets to work each day. They've got them all. <laughs> uh, I I know that's where they are. All these big companies. Yeah. Um, so look, yes, future. I don't think I will ever stop. I'm very much always looking for for new ways of creating um, creating business, creating a better lifestyle, and not ju- but not just for me, but for everybody else as well. So. For me, it's, it's, yes, looking outside the box still, what else can I do to help others to create the lifestyle that they want? Yeah. Very much into abundance. It's very much into, um, you know, looking at other avenues. Yes. Yeah. So, no, watch this space. I'll, yeah. I'll never stop. <laughs> no. Well, like I said, when you're an entrepreneur, and it sounds like you and I have had similar stories, Yes. Um, when you've got entrepreneurial parents and you're an entrepreneur as a kid, it's just you live and breathe it. You're never yeah. not going to be working because right. you work because you love what you do. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren, and sharing your history or how you got started in the industry and what you've been up to. I definitely believe you're one of the trailblazers. Um <laughs> Because it sounds like, yeah, you and I started about the same time and it was a very new profession for us mm-hmm. as exercise physiologists. So thank you for mm-hmm. sharing. I'm sure our listeners will be very excited to hear um, what you have to share. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And that was my dear friend, Lauren Postan, such an inspirational story of changing careers with a very young family and having to overcome so many um, events in her life to get to where she is today. Next week, I am speaking with Nicole Grant, an occupational therapist who I have known for a very long time, who started her own clinic and working in the NDIS space. And then in the past few years, she's recently sold her business and continues to work with the business that bought her business um, and is working in a leadership role now and absolutely 
thriving. So I look forward to sharing that story with you next week. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. 